0: This may be the cleanest start yet to another edition of the Racing It Out podcast. We're just kind of logging back in and getting right into it. So I'm Todd. She's Caitlin. Please make sure you're following on the social channels. Does threads still exist?
1: I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I just got the weirdest feedback through my headphones. (laughs) Like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> I take back my opening statement.
1: <laughs> you really jinxed us on that one. I really have no idea what the hell that was. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly fu- fine. Fine. Okay. That has never happened before. That's so weird. Fun times.
0: One try again. Yeah. Okay. Three, two. This may be another start to the podcast, racing it out. She's Caitlin. I'm Todd. This is take two. We're hoping it works. Caitlin's having technical issues, but we, we ask that you please make sure you're following us on our social channels. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if thread still exists or not, but we'll, we'll include that in um, this. Are are you a, a an astrology person um, believer in all that? Cause this is apparently yeah. the time of Mercury retrograde where oh, technical yeah. things go a little screwy. So I, I, I'm not much that, much of a person that puts stock in that, that sort of thing. I know other people do. Um, I have had some technical hiccups and issues with things over the last week or two while it's been going on. And you know, the, my partner, Steph, will point out to me, oh, Mercury retrograde. And I was, it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but it's, a, it's you know, stuff happens occasionally. I don't attribute it to the alignment of stars or anything, but, but just, you know, technical stuff goes we now and then.
1: I mean, it's really funny because, so Mercury, and this is my understanding of it, Mercury retrograde or Gatorade or whatever the fucking-
0: <laughs> I like that. It's a
1: meme. It's like Mercury's in their Gatorade or whatever. I like that. Um, I like that. Is just things kind of go girfluey in general, not just technically speaking, but that the technically yeah. speaking is an actual, like, apparently, like, magnetic force of the planets or- I'm kinda into it, okay? okay. Hey, I'm um, just asking
0: i'm I'm not judging one way or the other, but it's whatever funny works funny enough for you.
1: because I didn't yeah. realize that until you mentioned it, and I'm like, given all the shit that's happened in the last week, I believe it.
0: I see tough day at of the office, dear, really? Well, just just, uh, tough days just in kind general. of stuff. okay, all right, well, we'll just move along then we don't want <laughs> you know, a lot
1: of, lot of bullshit, <laughs>
0: yeah, well, okay, but you know what that Mercury just...
1: is indeed in the <laughs> raid. <Gatorade. Gatorade>.
0: okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I love that we both chose the same picture or a similar picture for our backgrounds on this, because that was the most recent NASCAR Pinty series event. And it was a tremendous finish between LP Dumoulin and Kevin Lacroix. Kevin Lacroix won the race, his seventh victory at CTMP. And if Caitlin moves over to that side, you can see how he celebrated at the start finish line, which was fantastic. I really, I really love, I didn't see it live at the time and I didn't know he'd done it. I didn't
1: see it live either.
0: But, That's, uh, that's, we, we've, we've talked before a few times, but Kevin has a really good sense of humor and this is certainly demonstrating it out there doing the, the Homer donuts.
1: Yeah. It was funny too, because I was talking to him after the race and he's like, I'm just out here having fun at this point. We're not going through for a championship.
0: Good for him. I, I like that.
1: This, I think was one of the funniest things I've ever seen Kevin do.
0: It was, yeah, it ranks right up there for sure. Yeah. Now, the end of the race, I don't know if you've got a total of the 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 amount of times that the video has been viewed on on socials, on Insta or whatever, but I've watched it a whole bunch of times because it is some of the best racing I have seen this year, bar none, between Louis-Philippe Dumoulin and Kevin Lacroix, who were battling As hard as they could for the win, Kevin came out on top, but it wasn't because of a lack of effort from uh, LP Dumoulin, and he he raced hard. There was contact, but they raced respectfully of one another, and LP could have wrecked him and sent him into the fence and won the race, and there would have been a, a portion of those watching that said, yeah, way to go. He didn't, and I have all the respect in the world for him. I didn't see him after the race to tell him so, but I'm going to as soon as I see him at Delaware.
1: He was, I mean, both him and Kevin together in the media center had a lot of respect for each other. And even yeah. Kevin said, he's like, it was nice to actually bang doors and not bumpers for once, or some, it was something along those lines. So if he, right. he liked that it was a nice, clean fight to the finish, and he actually said he had a lot of fun out there battling with LP.
0: That's exactly it. It's fun. It's hard, but it is not bumper cars, demolition derby, put someone into the fence as has been witnessed so many times at CTMP, whether it be in in trucks or whatever, or you know, <laughs> well, the- so many other tracks. But well, but that's where that stupidity started is that the first truck race where, oh, look at that, sent him into the fence for the win. And so many immediately said, that's great. No, that's horseshit. That's not great racing. That's wrecking somebody to win.
1: Well, it's ironic too, because Kevin has been the giver in a lot of the situations in our series, at least, of giving the bumper to somebody and sending them off into the dirt in that corner at CTM. Yeah. Um,
0: And maybe it's a a reset that's required uh, across everyone and for everyone in every series. But that kind of stuff shouldn't be tolerated. Like, you should not be able to wreck someone on the last lap or coming out of the last corner and stuff and be able to collect the win and get your photos taken and videos taken with the trophy and, and be recorded as the winner. No, they, that, that should be stopped.
1: So I have a question then. Sure. At what point, so say you do a a bump that like LP did and then the driver that's leading just loses control. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. that's completely separate from.
0: There's well, yeah, and you're right because LP and Kevin did have contact. They did bump into each other. LP certainly initiated because he was the the driver running second. I I've got no problem with nudging drivers or moving drivers. It happens all the time on oval tracks as well. You you move people. Mm-hmm. It's a difference between knocking someone. Out of the way, especially if you send them uh, off track and into a wall Spinning. or whatever. Yeah, that's garbage. I got no time for that. So, I I I'd like to see a, a more focus and attention put on on racing and doing it the way it should be done. So I I don't know what's going to happen. I think that's an off-season discussion that has to take place, and it's a you know NASCAR local short tracks and stuff. It's mostly a stock car thing because uh, indie cars or whatever you don't normally nerf someone out of the way to 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 get a victory. There's contact, but it's a it's a different sort of thing. But I I think that's a, an area where stock cars should focus.
1: Yeah, I mean I do agree with you. It's like well it's like and it goes kind of into this greater question of people that kind of just come to races to see like dirty action like that, especially ovals. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't like it when NASCAR is like that either. It's, I like seeing, and it's, it's one thing when it's like a driver just gets loose and like turns in front of the field. It's, and it happens, especially at like bigger tracks, like Daytona and Talladega. It's like, yeah, you're going to see big wrecks. Sure. But it's like, no problem
0: yeah I have no problem with hard racing if there's you know you're you're leaning on each other that's fine, but it's when it it goes the next step to knocking someone out of the way wrecking guys it's like eh, that's not that's not racing i i'm mm-hmm. I'm good fine with good hard racing all the way through the field but it's yeah. it's when it goes that step behind that that it uh rubs me the wrong way ha <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So we will have uh, one more Pinty Series race at uh, Delaware where you know we'll it'll be official uh, once uh, it, the green flag starts. It certainly appears that uh, Trayton Lapsovich will be the winner because – I don't see that there is going to be an enormous number of cars that's going to equal enough points for for uh, Mark Antoine Cameron to I, have a chance to overtake them. So
1: I don't even think Delaware could hold that many NASCAR Pinty's cars.
0: Well, you could you could put a lot of cars on that track. You'd be surprised at how many you could you could put 37, out there. Thirty seven, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. And realistically, <laughs> there's not that many competitors that are going to show up at at Delaware. So um, it's it'll be a formality that once the race starts. Trayton will be the 2023 champion. And and good for him. He's had an amazing year.
1: Yeah, and we were actually having this conversation earlier of, you know, people being upset that, you know, oh, it's had such a dominant year. You mm-hmm. know, in 10 years, people are going to look back and be like, man, that was such a dominant year. Like, he truly deserved that. He never once relinquished the points lead this season. Right. It's, so, it was his from the start.
0: Wire to wire is a big accomplishment for any driver in Did DJ in even series.
1: do that in 2012? Did he hold it uh, from race?
0: have to go back and look, but I'm not positive that he did. So yeah, I don't, I can't remember stats from every race 10 years ago, but yeah, that was, uh, uh, you know, you know, (laughs) if you want to tap dance for a minute, I'll look it up, but that's, uh, (laughs) but yeah, that was, uh, that's a hard thing to do and welcome back. This was a bit of brief intermission while Caitlin changed headphone cords, microphone cords, and just about everything else in terms of the technology because of the Mercury Gatorade. So, we'll- well, that's just how
1: we're going <laughs> to refer to it from now on. Because- I think
0: probably. It it did it did allow me though time to go back and look at uh DJ Kennington's stats for uh his seven win championship year in uh twenty twelve. He did not lead from uh wire to wire the way Trayton has this year and will uh finish as the champion. So there's that one uh that one distinction. So yeah, interesting though. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I'll have to go back and check through the other seasons of it because I'd be interesting to see in other seasons where there's a little bit of domination. Cause t- I mean, while well, Trayton has dominated. Yeah. He hasn't like he he's been super consistent in everything else, but you know Mark's been right there as well. Mine Mark one has or had
0: two. yeah, but general well, Mark has pretty much had a better season in terms of average finish than he did uh, last year in his championship year. It's just Trayton oh. has been outstanding. So yeah, well, a little interesting stat from uh, CTNP. Knew- Thanks Bryce. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Bryce Turner for yep. the TSN Statmans. That's right. But- um, yeah, no, that makes sense because he only got what three wins last year.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Wow. So
0: pretty interesting. So pretty interesting. So yep. And then we'll wrap up at Delaware. Then we'll be into the off season, and Caitlin's ready for off because she's she's tired. She's tired. She's really tired. I I don't know. I'm I, I kind of have mixed feelings as we get towards the end of the season. That I'm I'm sure you're you're right. You get to spend a little more time. At, at home and stuff, but even on on an off weekend, it's just kind of like I feel I should be going somewhere. I should feel I should be doing something because from May through September, on almost every weekend, we are. That fact, was well, me
1: last weekend,
0: right? So, <laughs> well, this past weekend, I I worked at uh, Drive Festival at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Had a great time. Fantastic event. If you haven't been, by the way, I really need to yet. go. Oh, yeah, it's tremendous. they they have some cars there. If you like cars, did you get you in a car? Cool. Uh, I did actually Jonathan Woolrich took me for a ride in a revolution uh race car, which is kind of so, like an L- LMP3. Oh nice. Yeah,
1: so explain it, cool. it to me t- like how it actually is. It's basically a bunch of people with like nice cars. go to CTMP and you can buy tickets to have them drive you around the track in them.
0: Uh, yeah, they do uh ride alongs for passengers uh as well. That was uh, how I got set up. It's not a a, a, a wide open, we have a 10,000 person lineup of people getting in. It's uh it's more restricted than that. It's mm-hmm. sort of friends and family and stuff. Okay. But it's uh but yeah, you get to see the cars up close, which is outstanding and they do run them out on track, so you get to see them at speed too, which is really uh really spectacular. So Very there nice. was if 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 you like cars, it is definitely a place to go. Not just new cars, not just old cars, not just exotic cars, but race cars. It's uh, it's it's very wide ranging, and they have lots of manufacturer stuff too with um, EVs and everything. So yeah, it's a it's a really cool event. I was glad to be a part of it.
1: Sign me up for next year.
0: All right, there you go. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be sure to uh, get you in. So oh, I'm already yeah. putting
1: top on my plate for 2024. What oh, yeah. are you doing?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. But that's that's the other part that that starts already is everybody's already anticipating and planning out for next year because I've got things that I've been asked to, okay, can you hold this weekend for next year? And you know, we're s- more than six months out from from these events but that's how far in advance you you have to plan and this is the difficulty that we run into with people saying oh we need more races and we need we need this and it's like okay but you have to think of the logistics that are involved with with putting these things together i know that there's already a lot of work being done on next year's schedule for Every series, some have actually announced a schedule for next year. Some are not quite there yet.
1: IMSA is the only major series that's announced their schedule so far, right? Uh,
0: uh, That immediately leaps to mind, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So now everybody is also starting to figure out their logistics as well. And it's not just for, take NASCAR, for instance. They shifted a couple of years ago and because of... The Super Bowl and the NFL season being stretched another week. So there you have to take into consideration other sports as well. So NASCAR Cup series doesn't quite have their schedule yet. So the other rungs of NASCAR don't quite have their schedule series. Well,
1: especially because next year's Paris 2024. So they actually have to work around with NBC's schedule in the Olympics because they have a two week blackout date where Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to, The NBC can't take them on.
0: And there's and, you know, there's other things in terms of Mm -hmm. contract renewals and new contracts that you have to slide in and fit. So that's going to be, um, you know, again, there's still some logistics to work out. Um, I'm curious to see what happens, how it all shakes out. The sooner the better for everybody, because again, then you can start planning. We don't have to uh we won't be able to go through the whole winter or six months of going, Oh, I want I want the schedule for everything known so that I can start planning my my activities and stuff. So, because you know, we have we have things to do.
1: (laughs) Todd and I have businesses to run. (laughs) Well, that's
0: that's uh that's kind of it too. So, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um yes. There, uh, where did I want to go with this? Oh, yes, season, in, in season of domination uh, in the sense that uh, Formula One is having that now with Red Bull and some are saying, oh, well, Max is going to win again. Well, that's great. And I understand that at the time, maybe knowing someone is going to be victorious isn't all that exciting. There's other good racing in most of those races that you can enjoy, but you're also w- witnessing a pretty significant point in history to see one team that potentially could run the table this year. Wouldn't that be unbelievable?
1: That'd be unheard of. And it's like, how many races are left in the F1 schedule? Like four or five? More than that. Less than, more than yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So it's so, like, it and it can very quickly, they can very quickly lose that potential record. And yeah. you still have five races to go. So even though, yes, Max is going to win the F1 championship again. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yes, there's still, you know, well, they, he might not win the rest of the races.
0: And there's there's still drama, real or manufactured in F one. So that's that's always something to look forward to, isn't it? That's that's what's also going to to happen now. So you can uh,
1: bet your bottom dollar that Netflix is going to spin this season into the most dramatic of exactly. all time.
0: Exactly. You,
1: The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> well, and, and and that's what it has kind of become in the sense that. It's the manufactured reality show, and I don't have near the passion nor interest in drive to survive that I used to because right. it's. And and we said this, I believe that it should have stopped. It's got you got to leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious about the race in Vegas. Uh, awesome. Coda is always a spectacular event. Um, there's there will be a few other interesting races, but it's I don't know. It's um, it's missing a little something. So I'd like it to be more competitive in uh, throughout the field so but again that's where you're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch now uh do you have any food stories before we uh sort of wind to a close no i think i do okay
1: i have honestly not been really doing any of the food i think that's okay i'm eat out i had a lot of dairy queen and ctmp
0: yeah, that's not really. Uh, that doesn't really count. So you and I will have to. We'll find a place for the last. Uh, the last oh, race at Delaware. We'll yeah. find a place to go to. What do you think? Delaware.
1: Yeah. I have so many. There's the all yeah. you can eat one right next to the hotel. There's. There you
0: go. There was okay. an Italian
1: restaurant from last year. There's the keg.
0: Okay, we'll find. Uh, we'll find a place that we'll go and uh, and review for the last race. I'll give you one nice. for for that I did. It was just last night, as a matter of fact. Went to uh, Scadabush, which there's a few locations. But I had a craving for pasta and in particular it was spaghetti carbonara that I have not had in a long time. It was uh it was very good. Pasta was fresh sauce was super creamy and delicious and it was like one of those where you eat this and you just want to lay down and stick your belly in the air because you're in a total food coma after. So again um, few locations but the quality is really high and uh and well worth it. so
1: I yeah. like how you said it too because I usually just call it scatterbush. You you said it much more refined Skata than Bush. I do. Skata well, Bush. I always
0: I always think of the uh the the the, the Queen night at the opera, you know. Scatabush Bush. Till you do the fandango? Yeah, that's what I always think of when uh, I Scatabush uh,
1: Bush. can yeah. you do the fandango. So that's my thought.
0: Okay. Um if if you're uh, okay with it, I'm springing this on you. I'm going to we will wind this with the podcast to a close with a serious moment if you're if you're okay with it. Uh, I will take the opportunity as you, as I just passed another birthday um, to say thanks to everyone who sent me well wishes, and this is not a, 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 an attempt to draw out more, but I'll, I'll use it because it served as a reminder to me, is that you don't get an indefinite number of them, and I lost a very close friend of mine last week that we grew up together we were kids together going as far back as public school and it was it's still emotional and uh, challenging so we've um uh shaken shaken our heads and and asked ourselves questions as to why but we don't have all the answers but I'll just use this to serve as a reminder to tell people that you love that you love them because you never know when you're not going to get the next chance. I'm happy I did get to tell my friend Brad that I loved him and he told me the same thing. And um, just don't pass up uh, the opportunity to do so. So Caitlin, I love you. And I'm sorry to be so serious at the end of this.
1: I love you too. And I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. I hope you at least had a good birthday. I I know yours also falls on a very somber day for a lot of people.
0: It, it does. Yes. I, I, and they, I always say when you're filling out forms or whatever, and people say, Oh, and I need to know the, your birthday. And I said, I'm going to tell you and you'll never forget because it's <laughs> September the
1: 11th. But I am truly sorry to hear that Thank about you. your friend. And yeah, I think still nice to end on a note of love and yeah. Appreciation for the people in your life, and you are right. You never know how many when you're the last time you're gonna get to say, I love you to someone you love. So, and
0: as the you know, the great George Strait says in his song, I don't know when I'll live my last tomorrow. So, that's uh, again, it's the uh, it's the reminder, and that's why I wanted to uh, to mention it. So, um, yeah, uh, there you go. Now we have to do the disclaimer, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, again, the this is the the point of this podcast too, racing is the conduit that brings us all together. But we talk about way more than racing and way more important things than racing. So that's mm-hmm. the, uh, the other reminder, the thoughts, ideas, opinions, and expressions of frustration on the racing it out podcast are those of Todd and Caitlin do not reflect the views of others that we may or may not work for in the future be that nascar be that indycar be it um, uh, racing promoters television networks production companies or any other legal entity that wants to enter into a legal and binding agreement
1: beautiful as always chef's kiss